Hello there, and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz with Brayden podcast, a show to encourage and empower creative CEOs just like yourself through actionable legal, tax, and financial topics. I'm Brayden Drake, an author, lawyer, tax pro, and educator, but you can just call me Brayden, your gay best friend, here to help you unfuck that biz. If you're ready to dive in, grab a notebook, maybe some coffee, and buckle in to learn how you can implement solid strategies to build a profitable business. Hi, Bestie, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you are having a fabulous day. Today, we are doing a kind of a rewind. I guess it's not really a rewind if I'm updating the topic, right? The, t- the title of the episode is Stop Paying for Bullshit, the 2022 edition. And then we're calling it the 2022 edition because I originally recorded this topic, I think, in 2019. That's wild. Um, so it's been a few years. And I thought about just replaying the previous episode because I listened to it. It was a pretty good episode, although my audio was like not great. We've invested in upgrading the audio. Hopefully it sounds good now. Um, But I thought, even though I'm going to go through essentially the same outline as I did in what was it like episode 15, we're now on episode 259. Um, Although I'm going to go through the same outline, um, I probably have stuff to add and we're updating the audio. So that's great. Okay. So let me, let me get my little outline up here. Um, wrong one. Okay. So first of all, before I dive in, um, I sent an email out to everyone yesterday. Hopefully you're on my email list. If not, you got to make sure you sign up for something. So you're getting my amazing emails, join our Facebook group. That'll get you on the email list, Braden's besties. You can go search for it. But next week, next Tuesday, I'm going to be doing two master classes. And this is the first time I've done like a webinar series like this. I think since last year, we do a big, like a big push every fall because uh, a lot of folks are, maybe they're not eager for tax season. Eager is probably the wrong word. Nervous might be a better word, but the year's coming to an end. Maybe you haven't kept up with your bookkeeping. You got to get that cleaned up. If you don't have your LLC or S corp just yet, we need to do that in the new year. Not that we necessarily have to do it, but if you are go, if you are going to do it, the new year is the best time. So you can start fresh and really just a lot of the stuff that I teach lends itself well to this like transition and from December into January. So we always do a push for my program. And with that, we are going to be doing a really fun free training. Let me pull it up so I can read the correct title to you all. Um, You'll be able to find the registration at www.bradendrake.com forward slash masterclass. So hop to that link. We will also put it in the show notes. So that's www.bradendrake.com forward slash masterclass. And the title of the training is seven legal and tax myths busting through the BS that's costing you money. In the free training, we will talk about bad advice, overhyped tax strategies, and common misconceptions. It's a lot of what not to do because oftentimes your should-do list is actually much simpler than we assume. So I think it's going to be a fun topic. Um, I'm going to be sharing some advice that you might think is sound that maybe you've read on social media that's actually really terrible. And that actually plays in really well to today's topic of stop paying for bullshit, the 2022 edition. So the first one, um, the first kind of topic I want to chat about is a fee from this really well-known company out there. We won't mention them by name because I don't want to get sued by anyone. Um, but I, I 
kind of discovered this when I was helping a client with their bookkeeping. This was several years ago now. Um, I kind of, I guess we still offer the service just in a really different way, but she'd paid for like a half day consultation where we were working on her bookkeeping, getting it all caught up, just tracking everything in a spreadsheet basically. And I noticed what looked like to me to be kind of a strange charge on her books. It was a $300 fee from this like online business filing company, fill in the blank. So I called the company um, and ask them what the fee was. And it was their, like I said, it was their registered agent fee. So if you're not aware, your registered agent is the person who's responsible for receiving service or process for you if you're ever sued. Now, if you live in the state where your business is formed and organized, you can be your own registered agent, but you have to put your, your work address if that happens to be your home office, your home address on all of your documents. Some people don't feel comfortable doing that. So they might hire someone. Alternatively, if you travel a lot or form your LLC in a state that you don't live in, which is typically not recommended unless you know you live abroad or something, then you have to hire a registered agent. But you can typically get one for about $50 a year uh, in most states. So my question for the company was, well, what do you do that these other people don't do? And the short answer is, nothing really. Um, like they have additional services where you can pay for like legal consultations and you know, like attorney on demand and all that kind of stuff. And my understanding was that was not included in this $300 a year package price. I've since chatted with a lot of people who pay that because their uh, system is kind of an a la carte method where you pay them to do your LLC, which I'm going to talk about that more in a moment. Uh, and then you can add on this service and a lot of people just don't know what it is. So they check the box and then they don't really know what they're paying for. So we don't want to do that. You can be your own registered agent for free, or you can hire a, what we call a corporate registered agent for 50 to the most I would pay as a hundred dollars a year for that. Um, similarly, same company or similar companies have charged $80 to file people's EINs. And this one, this one really kind of pisses me off. First, let me tell you, if you, if you're not already aware, your EIN is called your, it stands for your employment identification number. So it's like a social security number for your business. Anytime a, uh, like a legal document or a business document asks for your, your TIN, your TIN, which means taxpayer identification number, they're asking for your EIN or your social security number because an EIN is a taxpayer identification number. I hope that makes sense. Not, not a huge deal. But for example, um, I'm pretty sure on the W-9, if anyone sends you a W-9 because they need to 1099 you, it'll ask for your taxpayer identification number, which means you have the option of reporting your EIN or your social. It's you know better if we're not sharing our socials with everything. Um, and also we have to have an EIN to open a business bank account and for, uh, you know, other reasons. So that's an important thing to do, right? You, you ideally want an EIN when you're a sole proprietor, and then you really have to have one when you become an LLC. So the reason I don't like paying for this is simply because you can do it for free on the IRS website and it's not hard, right? You're going to go to the IRS website. You're going to Google IRS EIN application. You're going to find the IRS link. Don't go to any of the other links. All the other links are going to try to charge you. Go to the irs.gov link. You have to do it during IRS business hours for whatever reason. I don't know because it's all electronic, but it's going to ask you all the questions on there. 
some of the questions might be confusing. That's the only thing that's hard about it. Like it might ask you what your business entity is and you might not totally be sure or your business start date. And you're like, well, did I start like when I got my first client or did I start when I put my website up or did I start when I formed, like when my LLC got approved, those kind of things are what people tend to get tripped up on. But guess what? If you pay a third-party service to do this for you, they're not getting on the phone and walking you through this. No, 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 no. They're asking you questions on their website. Guess what? It's the exact same fucking questions. They're going to ask you what your start date is, what your business entity is. It might just look prettier. Like they might have a cleaner user interface, but honestly, the IRS one is, is not even bad. So you're paying them to answer all these questions. And then they're going to electronically somehow do some magic to take that information and then, um, and then file the EIN for you either. I don't know. They either paper mail it in which case that's, I think they actually might do that because then that's even worse. Cause then it takes you like weeks when you can do it automatically. Like you get it instantaneously on the IRS website. Um, but if not that they just do it electronically, but uh, I don't think I need to over-explain this. I probably have already hammered home the reason why that's not something you need to pay for. So those are two items of bullshit we need to stop paying for in 2023 and beyond. Uh, another one, bad contract templates. Don't buy templates that are not made for your industry. Um, a lot of companies out there provide very generic contract templates. You probably are going on there to get them for free, which is not the topic of this episode, but probably not a great idea. You're going to end up with terms that were written for like construction projects in your wedding planning contract, which is not productive. Um, but definitely don't be buying contract templates that were not specifically written for your industry because oftentimes, and really here's the thing, everybody, I've thought about talking about this more, but I don't want to piss anyone off, but Maybe I do, so I'll just mention it. I'll try not to be like too aggressive about it. But I also just generally have a problem with paying like three hundred to five hundred dollars for contract templates in general. Like I get, like I'm an attorney. We all went to law school. We paid a lot of money, et cetera, et cetera. But especially once we start talking about five hundred dollars, a lot of the time you can find a local attorney to draft you a custom contract. Maybe not for five hundred, but probably a thousand. Right? Most of us. Most of us are not in complicated businesses. We don't need large corporate documents. For a lawyer, it's not complicated. They're not going to charge you an arm and a leg. So it, here's, here's kind of the issue that we have. If you go to any local, just any random local attorney, they might not really understand your industry. So then they might not draft you like a fabulous contract because they're not going to know like all the nuances in your industry, like the, the meals thing, right? For wedding professionals is always the example I give. No, just random attorney is going to know that it's really common that vendors get shafted like on the wedding day with meals and that they go hungry and then we have to write that under the contract, which is absurd, but that's a nuance that they want to know. So that's something great to get from a template, right? So oftentimes, especially if you're going to take a template and take it to a local attorney to have it reviewed, you shouldn't be having to pay that much for it. Um, yes, a lot of this is honestly a veiled sales pitch, sales pitch for my contract vault, um, which you all probably know about, $30 for all the contracts you need. Honestly, I could probably charge $500 for that, like at least, and if I would still feel ethically very good about it because at a minimum, there's 
I would say at a minimum, there's three to four contracts in there that every business owner needs. Like pretty much every business owner needs a client contract, a contractor agreement at some point, um, and a privacy policy for their website. So there's those three. And then we have our cancellation, postponement, and release agreements, which are good contracts just to have on hand. So roughly $100 per contract that you would need. I feel pretty good about that. Um, but $30 is a great price. So obviously. Anyway, contract templates are just kind of a pet peeve on my, of mine. So basically my point is if you need a tem if you need if you need a template, get my templates. Um, and if you need to have that reviewed or you want to make sure that it's like really, really legit for you, take it to a local lawyer and see if you can find someone for that $500 to actually write something and draft something that's custom to you and is going to fit uh, under your, your state law. Okay, enough on that one. Don't go for bad contract templates and then use your own judgment on whether you think templates are overpriced is my takeaway message. All right, LLCs. Uh, let's talk about LLCs. You can, absolutely, you can form your LLC through a state website. This one's kind of a catch-22, right? Because I also, just like the EIN, I think that paying a third-party platform to form your LLC is silly for the same reason, because they're going to ask you all the questions and you're going to give all the answers and they're going to take your answers to those questions and answer the same questions on your state website to get you the LLC. So why are you going through a third party to answer the questions that you could just answer somewhere else, right? So that is, that's kind of the first issue. But on the flip side, um, I think a lot of people think like, oh, an LLC is just like an EIN. It's an online application. It's easy. I can do it on my own. I don't have to pay anyone. Um, True, yes, kind of, but it's all the other things that go into it, right? It's people that don't realize, well, after you get an LLC, you need a new EIN and you probably need a new bank account and you need to have an operating agreement and you need to have meeting minutes and you probably need to update your business license. And those are a handful of the things that you need to do, right? So people form the LLC and then they just don't do anything, right? It would be like buying a domain name and then like signing up for Squarespace and you're like, I legally own a website now. Okay, great. But is it like functional? Is it actually doing what it needs to be doing? No, this is same when you just go file your LLC and you don't take any of the other necessary steps. So the nice thing about going through a third party program is that they should, should being the keyword, they should tell you most of those other things that you need to do. They might even give you some of the templates for the legal docs that you need. But I happen to know from a lot of experience that a lot of things fall through the cracks. Um, I've done interviews with past students before where they've had their LLCs dissolved because they didn't keep up with their annual fees and annual filings. And I don't really believe it's the responsibility of these companies to notify you about those things um, like on an annual basis. But what happens is that when people go through these programs, they're not properly educated on the maintenance required to keep their business entity sound. And that becomes the problem. Okay. So ooh, I can find, I can find examples for very specific, maybe, I don't even know. I think I could maybe think of, I could think of examples for very specific clients where paying for that kind of a third party service might make sense but for the vast majority of people it's like either pay someone to do it for you hire it out one-on-one -on -one if you don't want to worry about any of it or 
just do it with some help and instruction. Like most of the steps you can do on your own and the steps that you can't do on your own, um, we and my program have great templates for you to do it. So just keep that in mind. Okay, last one, trademarks. I'm, I'm gonna rag on online filing services some more. A lot of this is, you know, just stuff that uh, markets ease and convenience, but at the end of the day is not doing you a whole lot of favors. Um, so for some context and some history, I hired an attorney to do my Unfuck Your Biz trademark. So I own a trademark for Unfuck Your Biz. Um, and that went through smooth, like no issues went straight through. I did my own trademark for Profit RX, um, and it came back with some minor hiccups. And these were hiccups that if I had hired a trademark attorney, these hiccups would, we would not have had them. Like I made mistakes on my trademark application. Okay. Because I'm not a trademark attorney. Um, but I was like, I think this, I did the research on the profit RX mark. I said, I thought it doesn't look too competitive. I should be able to get this approved. I'm going to do it on my own and save myself some money. Luckily the hiccups that I had, I, so I got an office action and an office action is a letter that you get back from your trademark application, which basically says we have X, Y, and Z issues. You need to correct them and then submit your corrections right to the examining an attorney. So the USPTO, the United States post patent and trademark office, that's it. USPTO has attorneys that review every single application. And then they issue an office action if there's issues. Well, my issues in my office action were just kind of minor corrections that I need to make, um, just like errors on the application. Some office actions are much harder to get over. Um, and those kind of issues would require you to hire an attorney to help you fix them. So a big one, like the biggest one, the most common one is called likelihood of confusion, which basically says we are not approving your trademark because we think there's a likelihood that your trademark would be confusing or could be confused with another mark that we have on the registry. And that's super common. Um, you know, if you have similar names or competing names to someone else, it doesn't mean that you can't have it. It just means that you have to approve why there's not a likelihood of confusion. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes a trademark attorney, if you go hire a trademark attorney, the trademark attorney is going to tell you, you know, rough likelihood uh, that this is going to get approved. They might tell you like red, yellow, green, like green, we can probably get it through with no issues. Yellow, we're probably going to have a flag come up with like these three other trademarks. And once that flag comes up, we're going to give our arguments to the examining attorney. Red, like don't even spend your money, right? Like what's the point? So with the yellow, they can anticipate, like if you hire an attorney, they can anticipate what the issues are and research ahead of time. And also know, like if you're in that yellow zone, they might tell you, we're going to have these issues. And these are the arguments that you, you're going to make. And I think that we have maybe like a 70 to 80% chance to push it through with our arguments. Or they might say, um, this is a yellow, we can still argue it. And we have some arguments in our back pocket, but there's maybe only a 20 to 30% chance that the examining attorney is going to accept our arguments, right? And then you can make an informed decision. The, the extra layer on top of this is that there are certain things you do in your trademark application, um, like how you describe your services. This is a big one. The description of your mark, the description of your products, your services are going to inform how likely something is to be confused with something else. So it's important to look at potential issues and obstacles 
when you're filling out like these very specific pieces of your trademark application. And that's the thing is when you file your own trademark or you hire like a third party program to do it, it's, it kind of looks confusing, but at the same time, it kind of looks hard. Like they tell you to describe your mark and you're like, well, my mark profit RX, it's the word profit RX and a sans serif font with like an arrow on the X, like easy enough. Right. Um, and then describe your services. And then I describe it, but then it becomes an issue if it's too close to another mark. And if I had described it differently, it wouldn't even been an issue. And that's what hiring an attorney can help you with, like prevent those problems. I've probably um, been on this tangent for too long, but you get the you get the issue here. What I recommend in in Profit RX, what I recommend to my students is that they do a general search for their business name. And if there's like, if they have a business name that's like super unique, super, super unique, no one is like even within the realm of using a similar name, like there's going to be no issues and no one's competing in that area, then they can probably file it on their own. They might have the same issue that I had where they're like, well, these like two, one or two things you, you kind of messed up on. So we need you to fix those. Not a problem. But if you have competition with your mark, um, then you probably are best off hiring an attorney. So that's why like with unfuck your biz, there were lots of brands that had the word unfuck in them. Like unfuck your brain was already around. Like a lot of people asked me about that when I started doing unfuck your biz and I was like, it's good. We did a trademark search. Um, but it was a little bit more competitive, which is why I wanted an attorney for that one. Profit RX, when I did the search, seemed less competitive. I thought I would try it on my own. So that's all I had today. Um, I was just doing some kind of ranting. I don't, I don't know. I try not to be like too negative on the podcast all the time. I don't think that's very super fun. And I also, um, I follow some people on Instagram who just like sell it seems like a hundred percent of their content is really just like ragging on other people. And I don't, I don't love that either. Like, I do think that there is a need to call out, like, this is getting on another tangent to call out like toxic marketing and manipulation and all this kind of stuff, which is what some of these people do. But at a certain point, I'm like, all right, where's the original ideas? Where are the original thoughts? What are you contributing other than telling people like what not to do? So this is my like once in every 50 episodes, me telling you exactly what not to do. Um, I guess also, if I'm being honest, our, our webinar topic, our masterclass topic is seven legal and tax myths. So that's kind of similar, right? Um, but we're going to turn those around pretty quickly. I'm going to share the myths with you all. And then I'm going to tell you what you should do. And then at the end of the masterclass, I'm going to invite you into our program with some really amazing bonuses we've never offered before. So if you're remotely interested uh, in learning about these myths, what you should be doing, and if you're interested in learning about the program, definitely make sure you go sign up www.bradendrake.com forward slash masterclass link in show notes. Thanks for tuning into this bonus episode. We're going to have another fun one for you on Thursday. Thursday's episode is titled Your End of Year Action Plan, which is exciting. I think going to be really exciting. This is going to be very like tactical, tangible, uh, and give you some take home. So thanks for tuning in. Wish you the best. Looking forward to being uh, back in your earbuds next, uh, not next week, on Thursday. I'll see you then. Hey there, before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. 
Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.